1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, here with the 10th season of the Bulldog Hour. Believe it or not, here we are kicking off Season 10, Episode 1. We're going to do a little bit of a winter update here in 2024. It's been about two months or so since we had our last show at the end of the 2023 season, and we have a lot to talk about to kind of put a bow on 2023, and then move on here into 2024, and I'm not alone. Justin Raffoff, my co-host, here with me as
0: always. Justin, good to see you again. Yeah, it's great to be back. I can't believe this is year 10. I know, right? I still go back to when this pre-show, when I was just... You were away, and I had to send the tweets for you, and I was super nervous, like sitting in the stands. <laughs> that was like, only one year before the
1: show came back. Yeah, that's, that's also crazy. <laughs> well, that is literally 10 years ago. Now we're talking about the 2014 Wilson football season, just a few months removed from when we'd bring back the show in the summer of 2015. Uh, but Justin and I are actually not alone. It's not just the two of us. You know, in the uh, offseason, we like to have guests on the program, and Joining us this evening is someone that um, kind of was dropped uh, into our our mind last summer, right before the season got started. It was actually something the players said that got our interest peaked uh, when we were doing our senior player interviews. They talked about someone that was coming in to to, um, work with their mental health. And I thought it was very interesting. Uh, Sports psychology, any kind of uh, science discipline, Justin and I are very excited to learn more about. So when that was dropped, I actually stopped. I was like, hold on, you need to walk (laughs) me through this. This is brand new information. I immediately reached out to our guests here tonight. Couldn't get it... you know get the schedules lined up to have her on the show at that time or during the season but i met her finally in person a few weeks ago at a girls basketball game and i was like this is perfect timing can you come on the show (laughs) absolutely Uh, and here she is so uh wilson southern middle school counselor and sports psychologist jess kamoff
2: hello hello thank
1: you for joining us thank
2: you for having me i'm very excited to be here
1: so um that was a long-winded intro for you, but there was a lot of build up. And I actually mentioned on this show during the season how we were excited mm-hmm. that we were hopeful that we could have you on the program because we thought it was so interesting. Uh you working with not just the Wilson football team, but a variety of uh of athletes and,
0: and programs. Yeah, and there there's not a lot of things that the players will say that really stop us in our tracks. That was but one of when them. they mentioned it, we were like, like, wait, what? Well like,
1: it mostly not because it was like crazy to think about no, it was just so we far didn't know off anything radar about radar. it right right we didn't know it was happening right yeah right. and we we they're, generally know a lot of what's going on right. but that and, was not something that and we, we knew
0: about we know more or less we we can kind of know what a lot of the answers we're going to hear in those things because you know it's like well we focus on one game right. at a time Coach, but, you Coach. Know, like that kind of stuff which is great <laughs> that's that's you know and then we ask them about their you know they're all excited because they've played with these guys since you know van reed and lincoln park you know like it's <laughs> a lot of that stuff but yeah, like they dropped something that was off of our radar, and we're like, we need to follow up.
2: Yeah. And I was excited because then I was like, wait, they're listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was
1: it was great to have an email conversation with you. Then we talked mm-hmm. about you know you wanted to know what was mentioned. and I said you can listen to the show, you yep. can hear everything they said, and and um, you know it wasn't just. I think it was something like it was either Nick Fiorini or Tommy Huntsinger brought it up, but everyone just immediately was like. Yeah, like this is really important. We're really enjoying this. So that's I was like, I we need to talk to Jess because <laughs> right. um, th- this is great. So I'm glad we finally got yes, it to work yes, out, you know, you. maybe six months later. But here <laughs> hey. we are. And we have a, a bunch of questions and we'll get to know you a little mm-hmm. bit better. And you can tell us about everything that you do um, with uh, your, your counseling job, uh, your sports psychology, mm-hmm. uh, and then your work specifically with Wilson football. So awesome. um, Justin and I are going to quick run through a few things here before we do that. Uh, first off, we just want to thank our sponsors here at the Bulldog Hour. Primarily, um, up first is the presented by sponsor of Mace Sandwich Shop and my dad. Always thank him for supporting us since year one now, 10 years into that relationship. So uh, thank you very much. Longer much longer relationship before that. <laughs> yes, really, really. Can we use
2: this
0: to uh, write off my 70 cents from Friday? <laughs> yeah, Justin's in debt to the I, sandwich I, I shop am, right now. So. That is the worst I'm possible pretty thing sure interest gambling.
1: compounded daily as well so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'm sure uh, but uh may sandwich up's not alone we want to thank white star tours MikeDragoSports.com, sports.com and of course our five anonymous donors for their support of the bulldog hour uh for throughout 2023 and here into the beginning of 2024 Justin and I will be back again in about two months. Right now it's penciled in to be Sunday, April 28th at 8.30, and we are working on getting another guest to join us for that show as well. Last thing we wanted to talk about in twenty for the 2023 season was a few of the All-Stars that were released after we did our last show, including uh, Berks County's Player of the Year and Wide Receiver of the Year, Tommy Hunsaker and Edison Case. And then I have the... All-stars here listed on the screen. Our first team all-conference, Tommy and Edison were joined by Jack Dendle. Eddie Eddie was actually a two-way first team selection at wide receiver and defensive back. And then our second teamers go to Logan Kurzweig, Christo Hunsaker, and Jack Dendle. So that was the BCIAA. Uh, There were also LL League honors put out. I did post those across uh, the social media. Hopefully you all have seen them. Uh, A lot of the same names. Uh, a lot of other people recognized as well because they the LL League did honorable mentions. So a lot of uh, Wilson football players were recognized for their 2023 seasons. You can find those across social media. One of the highlight the BCIA ones here, uh, before we dive into the, the next uh topic, Justin, uh some stadium updates
0: coming oh, to yeah,
1: yeah. uh Field you feel me for a loop because <laughs> I
0: had already shifted my gears to schedule. I'm like, no, okay, no, no, we'll get to right, the schedule. Yes. Hey, um, I saw you were already on top of it, tagging them in the I, uh, social media. That's post. right. You, well, you and know, me. I was not, I actually was not surprised at all because I'm like, he, of course, he would be on
1: top. Well, of it. it helps that we know Andy. We like uh, Andy, of course. And I'm going to start getting Andy to join the alumni flag football game, which is being organized right now there coming we go. up this there fall. I can't believe it's been five years since the last one. Uh, but Andy's not going to escape this time. Uh, we'll make sure he's involved in, in some way. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there are new sponsors in and around Wilson at the athletic facilities, including Gursky Stadium. Uh, Instashine Car Wash in Sinking Spring is sponsoring the name of the field, and signage is already up at the stadium for that. So it's Instashine, InstaShine Field at Gursky Stadium. Uh, Utilities Employee Credit Union is sponsoring the press box. So it's the UECU press box. And also, Reading Orthodontic Group and Bachman's Roofing Remodeling Solar is also now advertising uh, on the scoreboard. So uh, I know, Justin, that just I believe at the school board meeting on Monday, there was, uh, I guess, ratification of this or made known about what was going on. It's so where I got some of this information as well. And I know there are a lot of talk about how to use this additional revenue stream uh you know there's talk about score renovations um and before anyone groans it would also help offset having to rent a giant blow-up board for graduation which yeah. is a huge yeah, um, they bring price. in those
0: like ones off trailers right those very are expensive not cheap right
1: um some of this money could could not approved yet could go to uh scoreboard changes um there's also talk about reducing or and maybe eventually even eliminating the perf- or activity fee right yeah so I
0: all hmm. things that
1: things. would come back to help the yeah. the students and families in the district as a result of these uh sponsorship and advertising opportunities wow. uh, with Instashine, uecu bachman's and rog reading orthodontic group And actually i have a mock-up from here we go. Let's get that up there. So um, that's what I – I don't think that's up yet, is it? Do you know? I haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't looked. Uh, but if you're watching this live, you can see uh, the mock-up for the, the Bachman solicitation of what the advertising underneath the scoreboard would look like. Pretty standard if you've ever been at any other place that has right. advertising.
0: Most, a lot of places who have it, have it like, we'll try and get it the whole way around. Like mm-hmm. they're going to try and – like I think of like a diner menu. You know, like the placemat. Yeah. You know, like exactly. How it yep. is everything. Yeah, everything. at
1: golf places. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. So uh, that was one thing we wanted to point out. I know um, that that broke after our last show, but um, it is somewhat older news. But we haven't gotten to talk right. about it yet, so we won't put it out there. But it's nice. The big one is the Instashine one. Right. Um, but it, it's so nice because it's well, it's the Wilson football in, alumni. Right. It's in the Wilson football. Yeah. It, yep. So that one, that one feels. I know a uh, number of better. players.
0: Work there. Right. Yeah. Your yeah, current
1: players are, okay. are on staff at Instashine. So, all right. And the next thing I just mentioned the alumni football game. This is the 80th season of Wilson football coming up in 2024. And we're going to be. Celebrating that with another Wilson football alumni flag football game. Date is TBD. We should be finalizing that in about 10 days or so at the next meeting of the Wilson Football Tradition Club. If you are interested in playing in that alumni flag football game, you need to have graduated with the class of 2020 or earlier. Anyone from the class of 1946 through through class of 2020 is eligible. Um, uh, We had uh, some... Uh, Elder Statesman play with us five years ago. It was That's pretty awesome. awesome. Um, not all the way back to the class of 46, uh, but we did at the time. Unfortunately, they have both since passed away. But we had um, Mr. Lippincott was an honorary uh, captain and helped flip the coin with Bobby Mitzel, who Mr. Lippincott was responsible for the first touchdown in Wilson football history. Oh, wow. And Bobby Mitzel was on the first um, team that won a league championship in Wilson football history. Um, But we have unfortunately lost both of them since the flag football game in 2019. Um, But anyone that is a a football alumni interested in playing, uh, you reach out. I'll have more information coming out on that soon enough. So, um, let's, um, I know everyone's interested in the schedule, but I would like to get into discussing topics with our guests. So we will save the schedule for the end. We'll talk about that a lot. Right? Um, and we'll be covering it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I do have a lot of info on it, but I would like to get to our guests and talk about, um, sports psychology and Wilson football. But first off, Jess, let's just get kind of, uh, an intro- introductory stuff down. Um, just give us kind of your, your, your background, your history, um, how did you get started?
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, My origin story is kind of interesting because I, when I was in high school, I thought that, you know, any type of, I hadn't really heard about sports psychology, but I felt like as an athlete, you know, you're taught to be tough and, you know, you're not taught to, you know, talk about your feelings or how you think about your sport. You know, it's all just, you know, going to the weight room or working hard. Uh, it's all the tough aspect. So I, I'm from York County. Uh, I was a three sport, four sport. I didn't play softball very well, but four sport <laughs> athlete: uh, field hockey, basketball, and track. And I, I loved basketball. Absolutely loved basketball. Uh, it was my number one sport. I signed my name, first woman in the NBA. I, I loved it. And I was basically a street ball player. Like I, I played really out of control. I fouled out of almost every game that <laughs> I played in. And so I, I really misunderstood what, you know, kind of being aggressive and being passionate about your sport is. And um, so I, I was, you know, I felt a lot of pressure play- as a basketball player and, and I just don't felt feel like I ever reached my potential and, and a lot had to do with the mental side. I was lucky that I was um, able to play uh, or be, be decent at another sport. So I did track. Uh, I was able to go to Penn State and I was a javelin thrower there. And because track to me was just something fun to do, you know, it was co ed sport, it was kind of laid back, I could throw a stick far, like, there wasn't a lot of <laughs> pressure. And so, uh, because I was able to do that, you know, getting to go to Penn State, but it, it added a whole different world of pressure then, you know, because it was like, okay, division one sport. Um, and when I got there, I remember my first meet down at UNC, and I, I, completely choked. The woman who had com- thrown right before me just, I mean, had this unbelievable throw and mine was terrible. And my coach came to me and she's like, listen, like, you got to figure this out. Like, you know, this, this, you know, whole part. And she's like, I think a lot has to do with your mental part. Cause you're prepared physically, you're prepared in the sport. And she's like, I want you to talk to our sports psychologist. And I was like, absolutely never. Like, <laughs> I was like, I am not <laughs> meditating under a tree. I'm not talking about it. That's, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm using a quote of my father. When I told him I was going into counseling, he was like, oh, that touchy-feely stuff. And that's and that's what I thought it was at first. I really thought, you know, it was just kind of the opposite of what we're taught as athletes. And it was, it was the total opposite experience. It was learning how to um, be aware of, of how you're feeling, how you're thinking, what you're thinking about, um, how you're navigating then those situations. You know, how do you navigate a high pressure situation? How do you cope? With you know terrible weather, how do you how do you manage and deal with all those things so that way you can physically do the job that you've trained to do? And so I met Dr. Euculson up there at Penn State, and and we worked together, and and I fell in love with the whole field. Um, I took every class I possibly could. Um, at the time, there were not a ton of full-time sports psychologist. There weren't a full-time, you know, mental training is still, you know, a really growing field. It's it's becoming more popular, Um, but it it changed my whole aspect or my whole um, uh, thought process about sports and what mental training does. And it opened up a whole world to me of what benefits that it can can do for you, and and so Dr. Yukelson really taught me that you know the hours and hours that we spend in the weight room and training and on our skills and our playbooks and everything else that we're working on, if, if you can't connect mentally and be able to pull out those skills at the right time when you know when they're needed, you know that's that's the whole piece that has to be connected, and so. Um, because there were not a lot of jobs at the time in sports psychology, and I wasn't going to go live in my parents' basement, <laughs> I, uh, I I went a little different of an avenue, and I I went into school counseling, um, which I, which I love because I still got to work with kids. I get to coach, um, which is a, which is a big passion of mine. But um, in the past few years, I I really reconnected with with being able to do this, you know, mental training. So I. Um, I started the, my process to become a certified mental performance consultant, which I just completed this past November. Yay! No more studying. <laughs> um, but you know, Drew Kaufman and, and the entire Wilson Athletic Department have just been phenomenal because I, I'd gotten a lot of my experience hours through being able to work with teams, doing team talks at Wilson, being able to work with individual athletes. Um, I have my I've uh, private clients that I see. Um, through my business. And it's just, it's it's phenomenal because I I love being able to work with different athletes um, in different sports. And um, you know, it was lucky enough that Jeremy Palm had reached out this past spring to see if I would be willing to work with the football team. And it was a resounding yes. Uh, so I had the um, Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. slot. So <laughs> I, I really, knowing, you know, uh, high school boys made sure that I, I had a good sprinkling of um you know, some discussion, but then also some hands- on. Mm-hmm. So we I tried to come up with a lot of different activities and and getting them to to move around and not just lecture at them, but um really was an incredible experience. and I really loved you know, being able to bring that that mental side, you know, because I think a lot of athletes know that it's there, but it's it's then how do you engage with that? How do you learn more about those tools and strategies that that you need as an athlete?
0: Well, and then, Like you said, like having those, but then being exposed to it and then maybe having a chance to to practice and act on that and then Mm -hmm. to see results on that. And then, you know, it's a lot like those physical things that they practice all the time Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's maybe a little more obvious when you're having like gains in the weight room or or whatever. But, you know, you can see like when it clicks, like, oh, man, like, I don't know. Yeah. I kept my composure. I was able to like focus on the things I needed to focus Mm -hmm. on, not get overwhelmed or whatever. It can start to build confidence in those areas Mm
1: -hmm. as well. Where were you at before Wilson?
2: I was at Fleetwood for, Fleetwood. for nine okay. years. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fleetwood
1: at nine years. Now you've been at Wilson. You just mentioned uh, certified mental performance consultants. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, and you mentioned you're, you're the licensed professional counselor yes. with Wilson. Your work at Southern Middle School. Yes.
2: Um, I'm a school counselor there. I have students with the last names letters A through L. <laughs> I love when I say that and they're like, wait, which, which yeah, letter am, no, I? <laughs> where, where am I? Well, we
1: mentioned beforehand. <laughs> Unfortunately, you won't be seeing our, our children uh, at Southern uh, M and M- R just doesn't fit in with you, but uh, um, you-, you mentioned your partner, your, your, uh, your co-worker. Yes, Beth Kelly is wonderful, so. yes. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> All right, so um, with your... Um, your your private consulting business, mm-hmm. uh, you have worked obviously with Wilson Football. You mm-hmm. mentioned Coach Palm uh, got you connected with the team there. Uh, what other sports have you worked with at Wilson so far?
2: Um, I've done. I've worked with field hockey. I've worked with uh, women's basketball. I've been in there. My husband's one of the assistant coaches. <laughs> um, uh, the rifle team that was probably my most interesting one. Okay. That I because I I even and that's the cool part about it because even if there's a sport that if I hadn't um, known as much about. Um it's, it's really cool because then I can dive in and, and get to get a real sense of – because there, there's a lot of similarities as athletes in every sport. You know, the, the nerves, you know, how do you cope with stress? How do you cope with, um, you know, any – you know, when you don't do well, when you make an error. But then when you get to learn some of the nuances of, of those sports, you know, it just makes it even more, more interesting. Uh, tennis, uh, uh, men's and women's tennis. Um, and – and then obviously football now. So, and track, I mean, my kids are, I, I coach track at the high track, school, yeah, so yeah. they just get it no matter whether they want to or not. Cause they're, <laughs> they're with right. me all the time.
0: <laughs> That's awesome though. It's great to see again, it's, you know, they have that connection within the district, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it shows that coaches are valuing it. And mm-hmm. then, and we said, you know, you see the players speak positively about it and, and, it kind of can snowball. Then you know, especially yes. when you see, you know, we talk to some of the seniors. You see some of the kids who are going to be the leaders on the team. Mm-hmm. When they buy in, you know, then you can start to get buy in too. And I'm, in in this case, you know, where it's coaches, that also helps too because we know, like, yes. sometimes the teams have things that are mandated, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. the kids go through it, and coaches go through it because yep. they've got to go through it. But like, when when you have buy in, when you have coaches doing things, giving up practice time or that's training the time biggest part to do yes. these things like mm-hmm. that gets kids attention. Cause they're like, well, yeah, I, I
1: think once you have coach and players buy into this aspect of your game is just as important as the, you know, the, the physical strength portion, mm-hmm. the, the portion that people see or the, um, you know field agility or whatever Mm -hmm. there's multiple phases and as long as you're going to dedicate time to all of them you'll be a better person for it so Mm -hmm. that is probably the biggest hurdle I feel like over the last uh, well forever but I feel like the hurdle has gotten smaller over the last decade or so uh, as more people become more aware about how important mental health is for Mm -hmm. a variety of reasons so you you mentioned uh, that Coach Palm was the one that reached Mm out to you for football Yes, Uh, and I know you you have an in with the girls basketball team has it always been coaches reaching out to you say hey we would like to work with you have you ever had students come and say hey we'd like to work with you
2: on an individual basis yes um a lot of the the athletes who have come you know who um that i work with after like they'll they'll message me after a team talk so i i you know we'll talk to a team um try to just give some general ideas sometimes a coach will then share with me because i i drew would have me come to the coaches meetings every season okay and so that's how i i got to you know get in front of a several of our teams and um, but it, it always would happen that that somebody would message me, you know, hey, I have this question, or you mentioned this thing, and I struggle with that. And that's something that I, I think a lot of athletes, you know, and and a hundred percent of my clients that I work with individually, they all came or at least started to come when they felt, felt that they had a problem. And so a lot of athletes are not coming, you know, when things are going well. And that's why I loved when Coach Palm came to me because you know I worked with them in the preseason. So things weren't going wrong, you know. It was a good time to try out some of these things in the preseason that they felt more comfortable with, um, because you know I've, it always happens in some post. You know, in the postseason, I'll get a parent be like, "They have a championship game tomorrow. Can you help them?" And I'm like, "That's, That's th- this not is not how, is how it works." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if if it can be something that you know an athlete and, and it, when you have an issue or you are struggling you know finding out those tools and strategies to help but then how do we grow that how do we get better at that i mean tom brady i mean he he talked and it's interesting to me that it's not you know it was never really publicized a ton like russell wilson was like that he had always had a like i mean he lived with his mental trainer um up until his passing unfortunately but then um you know, Tom Brady, they don't really talk about it that much. But he he says like if he hadn't talked to the sports psychologist in college, he doesn't think that he would have done some of those things. you know, some of those little um, tools and strategies and, and tweaks that he had been doing well, but that helped him take it, you know, take his sport to the next step.
0: Well, and a lot like we see with any of like the training things or all of that stuff, like there is that trickle down effect. Like you think, like, oh yeah, I had heard of sports psychology and mm-hmm. like the field, but that has become it, in my opinion, for, like, professional sports, that's become pretty mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's a big component of all of that stuff now. And I feel like even in college athletics, especially major college athletics, mm-hmm. again, it's kind of like, I don't want to say second nature, but it, it, it's there. Well, it's and, just another, and another it, performance great. It would be great, right. would be great to see now. that. Right. It would be great to mm-hmm. see that. Like, we talk, there are negative things that trickle down. It's sure. great when positive things right. trickle down. <laughs> um, is there – do you see, like, a, a big crossover or, like, maybe some similarities between um, some of, like, the pressures that kids have in school? Like, maybe kids and performance with school or expectations in school and that you deal with, like, kind of in, in that perspective and yes. then also outside. Maybe not even the same kids. It can be the same kids. But, like right. – is there a lot a big crossover there?
2: yes. and and I'm so glad you brought that up and mentioned that because and and I'll, I'll talk about the field with with certified parental performance consultants. They are now becoming um, more prevalent in businesses, and uh, surgeons, you know, CEOs of companies are starting because it's it's not just sport. it's it's performance. Right. And so it's academic performance. It's, um, and, a, and a lot of – when when I work with uh, an, an athlete individually, we always talk about how, where else can you apply this? You know, if we're talking about neutral thinking, can you apply that before a test or a quiz? Can you apply that before a difficult social situation? And we – we because the more that they can apply it to other areas, you know, which, you know, again, academics can be highly stressful. Um, you know, it, it just helps them, well, I studied for all these hours. Now how can I mentally – um, you know, calm my mind, calm my worries. A lot of, a lot of athletes, you know, in uh, you know, performance in general is a lot of just navigating anxiety, anxiety uh, navigating worry. How am I going to perform? It, you know, what am I going to do if I make a mistake or an error or if I have, you know, I, I forget some of the information. And so how do you push through that so that way your best performance can, can be, you know, put forth?
1: So I have uh, I've been showing some of the pictures that you posted from sessions oh, with yeah. with Wilson. There are three of them up here from uh, Wilson football, one with baseball in a in a, in a classroom setting. But you, you mentioned with football, you were coming mm-hmm. in in the morning, which mm-hmm. I know the football team is very much used to coming in in the morning I know coach Palm and coach Henny have their quarterback session they did that when I was playing well not not them uh, well Chad did but not in a coaching uh, uh, way he was there with uh, coach coach catafio and the quarterbacks working out early in the morning so I don't hopefully that wasn't a big impact for them for for you to say hey come in at 7 30 I think a lot of them were probably used to that but you, you mentioned that it wasn't just um, you know lecturing speaking yep. it, it was involved uh, movement can you just mm-hmm. give us a little bit more information on, on how you incorporated your sessions with uh, activity
2: absolutely so I, I think my favorite just because they you know <laughs> how they responded to it was we were working on focus and so do we have too broad of a focus you know are we focused on all the players of the other team are we focused on who's in the stands are we focused on um, you know uh, you know over analyzing what how we're performing are we too narrow focused. Are we so focused on on our performance that is taking us away from remembering our plays and, and you know our positioning where we need to be? Um, are we so focused on the other opponent, like who you know who we know we're up against that day? So we were talking about different zones of focus, and I gave all of the guys a, a card with an animal on it, an animal, um, just just a one word, and they had to then go around and and make that noise of that animal. So they were <laughs> oinking and they were cacalling. <laughs> and they were making all the funny animal noises to find each other and then to like they were all spread out in the gym and they had to I mean it was so funny to watch but it was a cool um kind of experiment of them being able how do I just focus on this one person how do I focus you know tune out everybody else and so we just you know kind of drew it back into what are the things that they're focused on and and um how to cue when they're focused on the wrong things so uh, the big part about mental mental uh performance and training is Really noticing like that's my first session with every athlete is like, what do you notice? Like, what do you notice the night before a a stressful game or a game you're nervous about? What do you notice when you're packing your bag and getting your gear together? What do you notice during the day in school before you know you have a game that night? And, and cause a lot of times, you know, kids are so going through, you know, their, their routine and they don't really think about that. And some, they don't realize like how much energy they're, they're focused or focused on the wrong things, focused on negativity, focused on what their worries are. Um, but within that, then it's okay. So now if I'm focused on the wrong things, how do I cue myself to focus on what I need to, what makes me feel better? What are the things that, um, you know, I can use to my advantage, you know, focusing on the facts. I get kids to focus on the facts all the time. Well, I've been, practicing, you know, double sessions all summer. I've been in the weight room more this year than ever. You know, I've I've improved, I've I've grown. Okay, so focus on those things. And then that's where, you know, mentally you're going to gain your growth and your power from. So that way you can use that, those um, you know, the strategies and and positive feelings because a lot of times, you know, when athletes are are, you know, worried, they're thinking about making mistakes or errors, and then they're they're not able to perform the way that they've been training.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked. You worked at Wilson. You've worked with Schuylkill Valley. Um, I saw you worked with. Uh, was it Westchester Rust? Was it with Rustin? Yes, yes. Um, Bergs Catholic, yep. Muhlenberg, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Albright College. as yes. well, I saw um, yes. on your sessions posted on your your Facebook page for um, uh, Cam is it Camoff Sports Consulting? Yes, yes, okay. yep. Um, so you've worked with a lot of teams and student athletes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Been approached by a coach for a coaching staff, or is it generally more student based?
2: It's more student based. Um, there's a, a girls' volleyball team in in York County right now that that it's more for the coaching staff and the parents. Okay, um, it's their youth organization. I cut more kind of like an AAU. Okay, um, but they've asked me to um, to work with the, the the parents because they they well, yeah uh, yeah not no please football.
0: please but no that that's such a big thing because that that relationship between coach parent athlete Mm -hmm. is huge especially at the high school level and obviously lower but like high school level so like you know i this popped in my head when you were talking about like focusing and Mm -hmm. i was thinking yeah if i'm in the stands while they're trying to do that Mm -hmm. and i'm making my own noises that's you know how do they focus on the things that need they need to focus on because doesn't matter what i'm doing over there you know like (laughs) that was the example that pops in my head when you're doing that yeah and the the flip side of that is i've i coached with someone once who always said this like and he would remind the coaches sometimes before we would be having difficult parent like meetings would be remember this parent is doing this because they love their kid Mm -hmm. and they think they're doing what's best for their kid Mm -hmm. you know like so let's keep that in perspective when we have this conversation, you know, and I, I always thought that was great because I was, this, I was young and like, I wouldn't, I'm not confrontational. So I would just sit right. there as an assistant coach and you just get to sit there most of the time right. in those meetings. But like, I, you know, it's one of those where you're like, okay, that perspective was always good for me because like, sometimes you just, you, as the coach, you might feel like you're getting attacked or like, they're right. no, they're, Doing what they think is best for their kid, right? You know, right? And parents oftentimes are doing it because they think right. it's what's best for a kid. And so sometimes, if we can get awareness of the situations, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you said, focusing on the things that we need right. to focus on, or that that noticing piece, I laugh because again, as a high school teacher, we, <laughs> and I'm sure in the middle school, and <laughs> as a parent, we talk about how unself-aware kids are. And then I look I I throw this around a lot though I'm like yeah I know a lot of people including myself that are can can be fairly lacking in that area mm-hmm. at times as well and well, so we tell them what you know,
2: to do you know right. kid, kids and and I Right. You know, uh, you know. It's as teachers we tell them what to do. Right. As parents we tell them what to do. As coaches we tell them what to do. And so a lot of times, you know, when they get to their their sport or school or you know all of those things, it's it's how engaged are they with what? The, I mean, I even struggled with that after after I was done with training because my whole life I was told how to work out, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I remember being like twenty two and I'm like, well, so what? what do I do <laughs> yeah. now? Like, you know, I just go to the gym. Where's and, my guidance, right? right. right. And it's and it's so it's um, you, know, we talk about intention with that, and having, you know how what's your intention today? and and I don't think it takes away from the fun of of sport. um I, I think it does the opposite because if you're starting, if you're more engaged and you see more of your value in your practices and and you know what you're actually spending these hours doing, then you're gonna see more growth. you know, you're gonna see improvement in yourself uh, and and it's really setting those goals that are, not just outcome based it's not just did you you know oh my gosh you know the first question you ask any athlete did you win <laughs> you know even as as youth athletes and we i feel like that question and yes winning and losing matters i understand that but especially for our youth athletes when they're learning skills when they're learning how to play when they're learning how to compete you know you could play your best game and still lose you could play terrible and still win and so I think that that really, you know, that mind shift of of your own intention, your own goals on your process, you know, well, I'm I'm gonna make sure that I I get all my plays today, you know, that's my focus, and that I'm gonna be in the right spot because that's the way that you're gonna be able to focus, um, and contribute as a you know to your team, in that in that situation. And so I'm hoping you know by helping athletes shift some of that focus and and shift where their intention is, they're gonna have quality practices and they're gonna have a, a better. Um, you know, experience of their game. It's not just, you know, the win or the lose. Yeah.
0: that That's fascinating to me because I <laughs> I've said this to him a million times. Like I didn't really grasp that well until I was like coaching. Like mm. coaching helped change my perspective yeah. of we may play our best and lose. As when I was an athlete, I did not handle that part well. Right. You know, like I I I I didn't have that perspective. And I, I can still struggle with it in my fandom.
1: <laughs> but like oh, sure. but don't ever watch our other show. Yes, yes.
0: It is, yes, that that's where that's where it came where I was like, I don't know what she, if she knows what she's getting us into. Um but like yeah, like I feel like I've And some of that's just getting older and, you know, and then you coach and then as you're a parent and like you you just get different perspective on things, but yeah, like athlete me struggled with that. And, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't, you know, a premier high school athlete by any stretch. So like, but being able to give these lessons to youth and to high school kids is so beneficial because like you said, we, we talk all the time about the things they learn in sports, help them in so many fields. That's yeah. why it's so important. Right. Like for many of us, why we're so involved with those things as the true extracurricular things, right? Because it does teach them those lessons. And this is the same. It teaches them those lessons that they can apply here and everywhere for the rest of their lives, right. you know?
2: Right. That's the goal.
0: I, I want to focus now
1: mostly on your work with the football team. Sure. Um, we're. When you were approached by Coach Palm and you came in for the first session, did you feel that the uh, the, the students were receptive to – what you were trying to do did, did they seem focused and open to it or you know was it something they're like oh it's just another thing they want us to do like what were their attitudes towards you
2: i think i mean it was very beneficial that i had a lot of them as students at, sure. at southern so i think you know and, and them knowing that i'm I'm around sports and you know i'm I'm a coach you know some of them are on my <laughs> track team um and it's really that that was a big benefit and It's like everything, you know, you have kids who are super engaged and and super focused and then other kids who kind of were in the middle. And I I felt um, when we, the season progressed, uh, you know, summer progressed, and uh, especially when I got to meet with them in in smaller, you know, groupings, I felt like that's when the the magic happened, you know, because then they could speak, you know, to some of their own personal things. Because, again, I I would always try to come up with topics, you know, neutral thinking, becoming 1% better um, you know, how to, how to cope and manage with stressful situations. But, you know, that's something that I think all athletes, you know, work on, but when they could ask specific questions and when they could engage for them personally, that's really when I I felt like the most, you know, the, the most positive experience came out of, you know, our work together for sure.
1: I know you worked with through them throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. Did that linger into the fall at all? Did you have any contact with them throughout the season?
2: Uh, we did, uh, I think, two or three sessions once the school year started. And then, I, you know, just like we always talk about, you know, the time management of everything. Right. You know, it, it got very difficult. My my own kids, <laughs> you know, both of my boys played football um, this year. So, um, but, you know, we, just the beginning of the season and then, you know, a couple times throughout when, when Jeremy had asked me to to follow up.
1: Uh, and were you able to, or were you asked or to follow up with them, uh, in the postseason or after the season was over, was there like a finalization to the 2023 season with you? Is that something that was approached?
2: We actually didn't. And, and that's, that's a great idea, you know, cause this was our first year doing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it definitely came away with a lot of ideas, you know, for, for future you know teamwork and, and, uh, you know, that's definitely, definitely a great idea. Yeah.
1: And are will you be working with the 2024 team? Do you think Is I don't that know, the- Coach
2: Palm? Where are you
1: at? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Like I know he came to you at well, end of last spring to talk about spring, like, yeah, summer yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't know if that was something that um, you had talked about. If that was going to continue um, and be a you know just another part of the routine that com- right. that comes about. Um, are you working with anyone right now at Wilson?
2: Um, I have a bunch of individual clients. um, I know um, and and talks with a couple teams in the spring and my track kids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Why
1: do you think for um, the student athletes in the high school, um, the sports performance, sports psychology is is so important for them right now?
2: I think because, you know, we know that, that growing up now is different. You know, and we know it's harder with social media, with the expectations, with um, pressures, and I I think all of the things that they can learn through, you know, becoming aware of themselves and what they're thinking, what they're feeling, how to manage those things, um, how to cope when things don't go our way, how to cope with failure, uh, how to cope with loss, you know, losses. Um, You know, it's just such a life scale that if they can can start to feel comfortable with these things, if they can become habits, um, and if they can can feel comfortable when before things get even more stressful. You know, before those things in college. You know, disappointments in college, or you know, rejection of a job, a big breakup. You know, those sorts of things. And I know we're talking about sports, but they're all parts of of just. You know, feeling good about yourself and and your your self confidence and and your self worth self self value, and I just feel like that's so important for kids. You know, especially now with our you know social media age and and um, you know some of the distorted views of social media. Um, but if they can learn some of those things now, I just think it's so important for them moving forward.
1: Do you have anything else, Wilson? Specific that you wanted to ask?
0: I have another question two, but it's not specific to to Wilson. So.
2: Um.
0: Not, not off the top of my head. If one pops up, though, I'll circle back. Okay, through. okay. Uh,
1: I want to take a step back because I missed one when I when we did your intro. I just wanted to ask. You, you talked about how you were an athlete at, at Penn State mm-hmm. and how you kind of got shifted in this direction, mm-hmm. um, becoming a, a counselor but focusing on so – you're really interested in the sports psychology aspect of it. Uh, you mentioned the coach that helped you kind of like have that epiphany. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about – uh, now that you've been, you know, you're, you're established in your your career field, are there any professional influences you have? Other people that have helped guide you on this path, mm. uh, mentors, anyone? Um, you know, even not in necessarily someone that you've actually worked with, but someone you you've read in, in books book I should read. Yeah. Yes, I'll <laughs> yeah, give you the list. We <laughs>
2: Um, so my absolute favorite and please anybody who's listening, if you're involved with sports, Ken Revisa, he is unbelievable. Um, he unfortunately passed away several years ago, but he, um, heads up baseball, heads up baseball, uh, 2.0, uh, or his books. And he just, anything you can find of his on YouTube um he just has such a laid back cool you know perspective his baseball was his his main thing but um he he did a lot of work with the cubs when, the year that they won the world series um but it just he's such an interesting influence and and just a feel-good kind of guy. Like, you just want to... I was like, I want to play baseball. (laughs) Like, after I read his book and and see any of his videos. Um, uh, Cintra Campoff, she's, um, you know, very big in in our, you know, sports psychology world right now. Um, And uh, she's she's worked with a lot of... um, olympic athletes which is you know always i have such a big interest in the olympics um because you know professional athletes get paid you know i've I've now known several you know people on the olympic hopeful path who they're driving uber they're working at dick sportings they're working at starbucks you know and and they don't have you know they're still doing all that hard work for the love of the game and that's what's so cool to me about you know our our olympians my little side plug i get it uh, well, then, this being an Olympic year too, well, I get I excited. And <laughs> the biggest question I
1: have for you, and there Justin,
0: is, knows, there is a right answer. Justin to knows, knows there where there is am right answer. I I know what it's going to be. Winter or summer?
2: Oh shoot! <laughs> okay. So, oh shoot! <laughs> so I was at the we're Summer oppi- Olympics opposite, so. in uh, in Atlanta in 1996. You were. I was. Oh, that's yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, and but I trained for skeleton. Ah for oh, a little man. bit of time, man. so... Team Winter. <laughs> Team Winter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I have love for both. I do have love for both. She no, both. I, I, Because I'm like, God, oh, Javelin, I've got this locked <laughs> up. And, and I I agree. It's a
1: great question. I love the Summer Olympics too, and yeah. actually, they're better. Uh, when I, I lived in Indiana with my my wife, which she was getting her uh, graduate degree at Purdue, and I went, I was out there working uh, at a, uh, the climate office on campus and other jobs while she was learning. And that was in 2008 when the Beijing Olympics, Olympics happened. But mm-hmm. the two of us are out there with like not knowing anyone else, so we watched every single minute of the <laughs> Beijing Olympics. Now, of course, it, it helped that uh, Phelps was, you know, yeah. in all those races. And trying to break records and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and she loves the Summer Olympics. That is her her jam. When the Winter Olympics come around, she's just like, <laughs> and I'm the opposite. Like I, because I, I love ice hockey. Ice hockey's my oh, thing. My, but, oh
2: but, my! husband just watched Miracle again. Yeah, yeah, again, I just, <laughs> I just watched Miracle again.
0: Uh, it's I, it's the best. Well, you you may have buried the lead here though. You, you trained for skeleton, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I did. feel like
2: that's not and like that a detail any, just gloss That was only over. brought back
0: in the last like 12 years or whatever.
2: Oh that God. had been shanned for a while, yeah. It was, it was crazy. So it was yeah, crazy. Let's, wild. Yeah, he's right. We did kind of
1: push that under because well, I was just so excited that someone actually agreed. Yeah, because you knew when winner. she dropped that, you yeah. were winning, right? When she was like, Well, I went to Atlanta in '96, <laughs> but I knew that I had it. So, And she, she also yeah. gets
0: a glimpse at how competitive we actually are.
2: Also, so, yeah, so you
0: trained for skeleton
2: i I did, um, and the crazy part was that I trained for two years before I actually even did it, oh and so because you had a you had a combine. I was uh, twenty i think twenty seven twenty eight. And um you had a combine. It was my husband and I went to Lake Placid for vacation. Okay. And we we went on I was like looking for different things to do and it said, "Did you ever want to be an Olympian?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, yes totally. absolutely." Yes. Yes. Like my whole life. Right. And uh, so I randomly filled out this questionnaire. I put in you know, I had to do a 40 time, a bench, a, you know, a couple of random things and then they invited me up in the summer for a a, com- a summer combine. So I got to d- run the track. I got to live at the Olympic training center for Awesome. uh for a week for just for a week but still it was like the coolest experience even the toilet paper rolls had you know the the, yeah. the, the rings the on big yeah. rings wow. and uh but i got to train on the summer track i, I got to meet olympians like they were there le- legit living yeah. and training and um alana Myers, she's you know still still competing now and uh has two kids which is you know she's just like <laughs> mom goals um for bobsled and um but then I, I got invited to come back in the su- in the winter, and 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 do it. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I went uh, 70 miles an hour, headfirst. Uh, they did not tell me my first time going the whole mile track that the guy in front of me had uh, broken his he'd hit his face and broke his nose, and so there was blood. Like I'm up on the side <laughs> of the. <laughs> Up on the side of the bank, and I just see this red streak, and I was, like, oh what my was gosh! That? So thank goodness nobody told me. until so we got to the bottom. So, so
1: yeah. we could do an entire show <laughs> talking about you. I'll be back. For, I'll be back. Yeah, I mean that. Honestly, that, that'd be perfect for our other show. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that is. That is bonkers. Listen, um,
2: you guys know when you're when you're an athlete or you love sports, like it doesn't die, yeah, it doesn't well, end. So <laughs> it just morphs, it to, changes. <laughs> when
1: you had to fill out that like questionnaire, was that one? Of, were they looking for former like collegiate athletes, and it didn't have to obviously be related to ice and and going downhill <laughs> like,
2: yeah like, i mean a lot like, of
1: they wanted sprinters or you know uh, track track and field people or, they had no pre prereq.
2: no prereq. <laughs> no but i think saying that i did track helped, right, helped. you know yeah. a lot of track athletes i mean we've had you know some yeah, people who oh, do sure. summer and 100%. then do right um, yeah, it's
0: almost like for something like that they're like let's see your like ability to to yeah. train and all this stuff yeah. We'll teach you the skills that we right. want to right. teach you. But right. Yeah. Well, it's oh. like like the Jamaican bobsled team. Exactly. Like the Disney right. movie. They I was just thinking. Bobsled. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Austin's never seen Cool Runnings. I was like, <laughs> oh, we've got <gasps> to watch
2: Okay, add it next week. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, after Miracle. Right,
0: exactly. Dom's usually shows it as the uh, he builds up on the Jamaica trip. He'll build up this uh, documentary he has for the kids. <laughs> oh
1: my god! <gosh. laughs> like
0: Jamaican <laughs> documentary, and then he shows it the one night. <laughs> Oh man, that, well, yeah, that that okay, you blew
1: my mind there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like okay, I was, I, I I kind of blew right past because I was so excited to find someone that also <laughs> enjoys the Winter Olympics like I do. But that's crazy. So, did you ever have any like close calls? Did you have any like oh boy, that was. Or did you, did it go bad ever? <laughs>
2: I, uh, I, I mean, I, I, they, they start you off on a quarter mile and, and I remember calling my husband that night and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I, the G force on your head and your neck is like unbelievable. And he was like, listen, you train this whole time. You got to do it. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was, it was very cool. It was a very cool experience, but it was, it was. At a point where you know, unless I was ready, willing to change my entire life, you right. know, like travel and you yeah. know, for I was like chance. for a chance hundred right. right. And I think that was, you know, I got to see and meet a lot of those people who really did give up everything and then right. not get to go. You know, um, there's there's a a woman actually local. She's she's in Denver and she's now tried for for three, I think, and has been like the fourth person to and didn't go and she only take three um it depends on qualifications so yeah it's it's typically like two or three kind of uh, and it's a whole you know point system and and everything and trials and stuff but yeah
1: well, I mean, I think that's a great place to end. After, <laughs> right. um, we got a few minutes that left. I, I, I want to jump to the schedule because I know mm-hmm. people want to hear about that. But um, that was fascinating. Both uh, your yes. the little personal life tidbit there at the end <laughs> right, didn't right. didn't think that's where that was going, <laughs> um, but. Uh, excellent discussion on, uh, on your career and and mental health and sports psychology. Um, if people want to hear more from you, where can they find you online?
2: Absolutely. So, uh, Facebook, I'm, I'm a Google, um, which is exciting. I always get excited. (laughs) (laughs) If you put in you know, sports psychology, um, close to me, my name will come up, but Jess Kamoff, uh, Facebook page. Um, I'm on the Wilson email too, and I can share my, can I share my personal email? Oh yeah.
1: As long as you're okay. A hundred (laughs)
2: percent. Uh, Camoff, so j-c-a-m-m-a-u-f at gmail.com I never had to spell my name until I got married so, <laughs> <laughs> so well, we appreciate you. you joining us thank you for um, having me I was very excited to come
1: and um, you know we're always looking to have uh, have guests on b- both shows I mean now that we yeah. know we've got an Olympic aspect <laughs> in, we could certainly have you come up on, uh, on the other show that we do um, outside of uh, high school football season um we'll have to keep that one in the back pocket for oh winter winter Olympics come ah, up again in yeah. the future. Yeah, but like you said, we got summer <laughs> this year. So, um, yeah, so definitely, uh, check out, uh, Jess's, um, I know you have the Facebook page. You have a yep. website though too, yes, right? Yep. The, to go over the sports, uh, consult the sports psychology, the consulting. Yep. Um, so check that out. And, uh, if you are a coach, reach out to her. Please. If it's something that you've never tried before, uh, definitely uh, recommend talking to Jess and uh, see what she can do to help your program uh, and help your student-athletes.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So.
1: All right, Justin, we got a few minutes here at the end. I do want to quick go to the schedule stuff because that was kind of something that, like you said before the show, was just finalized a few days ago. So let's. Yeah,
0: that never happens with our show. These things always happen a few days after the show. Right.
1: Yeah. Or months before, and then we forget to talk about it. But (laughs) uh, no, the 2024 schedule was just finalized um, like Wednesday this week. And I did get confirmation that everything that's posted. Is correct. I didn't want to put anything out there that was wrong. So, yes, Wilson does only have four home games this year. We will be on the road six times. Of course, last year Are because...
0: We, we're away for the scrimmage this year, too, aren't we?
1: Yes, at coach <sighs> So, uh, we got a lot that's of a bus That's a beautiful trips.
2: field, though. Oh, yeah, yeah beautiful yeah, yeah, field. yes, yes. <laughs> Justin
1: and I got a lot of road trips this year coming up. Uh, I'm going to remember my sunscreen for that one. <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, that was brutal two years ago. So... Last year, we actually ended up having six home, four away. Now, that was because of the the heat issues with Martin Luther King, the Philly public schools canceled, and our replacement was Cheltenham, and they came to us. That was supposed to be a road game. So last year, we were 6-4. and This year, we're 4-6, and trying to find a game for for the third week of the season, Friday, September 6th. That's the one that was the holdout. It's been finalized. So we'll start at the top, though. We are keeping Cheltenham on the schedule. So the emergency heat replacement last year, they've come now – a- an one. opponent. They are week one. It is oh, away. No. So we're going to Cheltenham on August 23rd before coming home on August 30th to now, play. will that be at the super site? I, I have that info oh, okay. in okay. just okay. a few few seconds here. Uh, Plymouth-White Marsh is game two at home. So that's the first game at InstaShine Field at Gursky Stadium will be Plymouth-White Marsh. Then game three, the big one that we were waiting for, and we are going to Nazareth area, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, northeast of Allentown. Game three on September 6th. Then the LL g- schedule starts the next week. Game four at Reading High. That game has been moved back to Friday. Yeah, it had been previously right. announced it that's would right. be Thursday, the 12th, because of an official shortage that every, every yeah. um, team was going to have to play at least one Thursday or Saturday game this season. Because of the LL League having an official shortage, things worked out, I think, with Burks officials. And because this is a Burks on Burks matchup, both schools were able to get it moved back to Friday. So Wilson Redding High at Albright will be Friday the 13th. At game
0: Nice four. press box there, too.
1: <laughs> I don't ever get to see the press boxes for all that long, at least. Uh, then game five, Cedar Crest, September 30th. That's at home. Then game six, technically non-league, still LL and obviously huge rival. Governor Mifflin is at Mifflin and on a Friday this year. We're not homecoming on a Saturday like two years ago. In a hurricane. <laughs> so Friday, September 27th at Mifflin. That's game six. Come home game seven for Hempfield, October 4th. Go to Penn Manor, Sugar Bowl time, October 11th, yes. Justin. Circle that one. Penn Manor, Game 8 away, October 11th. Game 9 and senior night at home on October 18th against McCaskey. And then the regular season finale, Game 10 on the road in Neffsville at Mannheim Township on October 25th. Now, since it's a new two-year cycle, we do not know if that first weekend in November will be a bye like it's been the last two years All for right. 6A because we don't know how many teams are making the playoffs in 6A yet because there are more teams in 6A now because of the right, PIAA reclassifications.
0: Right. Didn't we say it wouldn't surprise us if they went to 12? There's a so currently it's at 8,
1: they could possibly go to 10 or 12 right. maybe. Right. Uh, some and of the other some classifications of the top do seeds that. Still get by. So then top seeds would have a bye that week. So it all depends. Right, that's just a speculation. District three
0: moment. hasn't finalized that. Right. But
1: so those f- there's four Fridays in November, the first eight. Well wasn't it
0: last year? We didn't know till like halfway through the season. Two
1: years ago. When, okay, yeah, know, yeah. We yeah, first yeah. realized there was a bye. Yeah. That was two years ago. Um, so the first four Fridays in November would be district playoffs, but we don't know if that's happening yet yeah, depending on where the uh, game is yeah I'll, there's a whole bunch of stuff but the dates on there would be the 1st 8th 15th and 22nd is the likely date for the district 368 championship which would be um at the the lower seeded school or the right. the lower number school yeah. the, the better team that's left by seed mm-hmm. um so i would want to just quickly focus on games 1 2 and 3 since those are more um Those are different opponents than we're used to at Wilson. Oh, and why is Central Dolphin not on there? They've been on there the last 10 years. Where do they go? That has nothing to do with Wilson or Central Dolphin, really, at least directly. Central Dolphin had to drop us from the schedule because their conference, Mid-Penn, did realignment, and they're now playing nine league games. They have nine league games now. So they only have one non-league game and... It just couldn't make it work. So unfortunately for the first time in a decade, Central Dolphin is not on the schedule. So that's why there's big upheaval in the first three games of the season for 2024 and 2025. So Cheltenham is our first game August 23rd. It's away that is being held at their campus. The stadium is at 500 Rice's Mill Road in Wincote. That is north of Philadelphia. So they are a, for this cycle, a 5A team. They're in the suburban one, American. They are still um, led by head coach Troy Gore, who was the head coach this past season when we played them. They finished five and six last year, and they lost in the di- district one first round to CB West. Series history, not a lot. Played once last year, the heat replacement game. Played once slash twice. Yeah, <laughs> so they came to our place on. Friday or no they didn't come, they came to our place on Saturday got rain delayed to Monday which also had a rain delay in it <laughs> um yeah Wilson ended up winning that game 40 to 26 they were the replacement for MLK the Philly public schools had canceled games because of heat issues heat advisories Cheltenham over the last five years is thirty three and twenty. They've made the playoffs three of the last five years, but back in twenty nineteen they went fourteen and two and were the five A state runner up. You're gonna sense a theme here from these yeah. teams that Wilson's playing the first few weeks of the year. Game two, a new newbie as well. Plymouth Plymouth White Marsh coming to Instashine Field at Gursky Stadium, August thirtieth, home opener. And the first ever meeting between the schools. Plymouth Whitemarsh is a 6A school out of Suburban One American. Their head coach is Dan Chang. They were 9-2 last year, and they lost a Division I quarterfinal playoffs games to Westchester Rustin. However, in the last five years, they are 40 and 12, have made the playoff every year, but the weird COVID season that is like the giant asterisk for everyone. Um 9-2 last year, I mentioned um They've won nine or ten games for the five years. The only year that they didn't was in 2020. So that is Plymouth-White Marsh, the Colonials, coming to Gursky game two. And it's only getting tougher in yeah, the next And one. then we go to game three. <laughs> Got the Nazareth-area Blue Eagles, September 6th. That's Friday up at Nazareth. One Education Road, Nazareth, PA, just northeast of Allentown. That's where the game will be played. They are a 6A school in the Eastern Pennsylvania Conference South Division. Their head coach is Tom Falzone. Last year, they were 12-2 and and the District 11 champion. And who did they get to play in the state playoffs? St. Joe's Prep. They lost to them in the PIAA 6A quarter. You're going to sense a theme there. Last five years, the Blue Eagles are just simply forty-nine and ten. They have
0: won three District Eleven championships. Yes, that would that would add up to fifty-nine games in five years, including a COVID year, Uh,
1: including the COVID year where where they. They finished undefeated as district chance because district 11 pulled out of the PIAA playoffs yeah, that yeah. season. So they didn't even get to continue what could have been one of their best seasons, right. um, of the ones we're mentioning, but 12 and two last year, nine and two the year before seven and four in 2021, nine and zero in 2020, 12 and two in 2019. Uh, they've been on quite, quite a role. They're a great program. Penn state fans know, uh, one of their famous alums recently. Jahan Dotson is a Nazareth area, blue mm-hmm. Eagle alum, um, series history, much like Cheltenham Wilson and Nazareth have only played once. It was way back in 1995, the second game of the season, it was a huge Bulldogs win, 61 to 21. Wilson rushed for 474 yards <laughs> and seven touchdowns. And Justin, who's that who's that a
0: picture of? Oh man, is that Jamie Sands? That is Jamie Sands, current oh,
1: Wilson coach Jamie Sands. <laughs> he was the leader of that uh running back trio. Actually, there might have been four guys who scored touchdowns in that game. My favorite thing from researching this last Nazareth game was Nazareth, I don't think was a, quite a strong program back then. Uh, Wilson was pretty good under Coach Jerry Slemmer at the time. In the Allentown area paper, the Friday leading up to the game, they had a little blurb. Nazareth at Wilson Westlawn. Two words of advice. Stay home. <laughs> Wilson Westlawn 45 to 7 was the prediction. Wilson won 61 to 21. Um, it says Host Wilson ran rough shot over non-league foe Nazareth racking up 474 yards in the route. Leading the charge for the Bulldogs was Jamie Sands, 10 carries, 225 yards, who scored on runs of 41, 57 and 95 yards, the latter breaking the school record of 94. So, uh yes, assistant coach Jamie Sands Uh, knows about the Nazareth area blue Eagles and he has a, a a good memory of that game. So hopefully Wilson can, uh, can keep that up. (laughs) Um, But they are, they're really good right now. They have really uh, turned a corner, and that—that's a tough – district eleven is a tough place to play football. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about Parkland, always Parkland, having an incredible Easton Emmaus. Easton, Emmaus Liberty, um, Fre- Bethlehem, Liberty Bethlehem, Liberty Bethlehem Freedom. Yeah, there's right. a ridiculous amount of talent up there. Um, not to mention uh, Becca High, you know, mm-hmm. and and they all get to play each other in, in the regular season. I know they'll be separated a lot of those when you get to the playoffs, but yeah, it's a. Uh, quite a lot of talent coming through Nazareth recently. And that will be Wilson's game three foe set Friday, September sixth, up in Nazareth. Yep. So, so um, that's it, all the scheduled talk we have now. Um, I th- the other ones, you know, the LL, we'll talk about them more over the summer, but everyone's pretty familiar with the Lancaster 11 teams at this point. Uh, the only difference this year is you flip flop home and away. It stays the mm-hmm. same week. No real changes there. So once we get into uh, week four, uh, everyone's pretty familiar, but we'll, we'll say back those. to the sugar bowl. Back to so. the sugar bowl, returning to Penn Manor. It's a <laughs> tradition of Justin and I, uh, before
0: and after the game. Yeah, I'm familiar, familiar. Okay, yes, okay. We,
2: we would have a track meet at Millersville, uh, yeah, and go. so we would just. <laughs> um, th- the last few about. years,
0: we've gone before and after.
2: <laughs> I have not done that. <laughs> right. Just putting it out there As for our, our
0: our
1: wonderful and lovely anonymous donors. Last time, someone yes. paid for our food. Yes. 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 Bowl, yes. Yes. Which uh, was pretty awesome. And <laughs> yeah, that yeah, had never exactly. happened before. Did so. you get a
2: milkshake? Oh, so, you know, we, we haven't gotten milkshake. Stop it. Oh, okay, next time. Oh, Nasty, now, now we got
1: it. <laughs> All right. We put it on the list. Put it on the list. <laughs> yeah, because we always like, I think, do we get – pizza before we
0: get pizza after i usually get pizza after yeah we get
1: pizza after we get like a sandwich and fries and stuff before then we go and and hopefully win i
0: remember (laughs) two years ago when we went and people like oh you guys weren't just saying that like you're here like no we're here yeah (laughs) we
1: we saw we saw wilson fans and alumni before and we saw wilson fans and alumni after they're like wait didn't you eat here yes we did (laughs) that's great and we're eating here again (laughs) that's great. (laughs) So, all right, Justin, anything else for uh, this uh, season 10 premiere episode? No, it's
0: crazy that it's season 10. Um, yeah. it, I mean, but it's going to be March by the end of the week. Mm. And next thing you know it, Thank you. spring sports starts next week. And yes. They do. Yep, Monday, March. Oh, yeah, 4th. officially start next yep. week. And that spring season can be like a whirlwind because yes. you get like, oh, it's still winter, still winter, still winter. Oh, postseason. Yeah. You know, so like, now it's summer. Yeah. 90 yeah, degrees.
2: Yeah. yeah so <laughs> you have to pack clothes for every yeah. possible weather outcome yeah so.
1: yeah it's funny it, the, the inverse of the fall where we you're like oh, it's 90 we have heat cancellations and right you, Martin luther king can't play mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's we're at cumberland valley and it's like 15 It feels there was like 15. there was
0: ice on top of the press box yeah. there was <laughs> ice
1: oh yeah what well, great
0: this is guys uh, like watch your step i like, thanks
1: about what <laughs> um yeah well, Jess, thank you very much. For thank you. Us. Much. Uh, thank you. I, I hope uh, you had a good time. I did. We appreciate you joining us, and I'm glad that, that we were able to connect and, and get you on the show and uh, it sounds like we got a lot of other stuff we could talk about so uh, we'll have to <laughs> any
2: time we'll i will you come back, back anytime. You know,
1: uh, may, maybe later this summer you know uh, if you're working with the team again we can we can connect on this show you know sometime in august um, that's really when things are ramping up and we get a lot of uh, a a lot of uh, good feedback uh, on the program then um, but you know, Justin and I are always doing some kind of show, and I'm uh, telling
0: you, though, she comes on the other show. It's going to start to be <laughs> doable hours because, like, the the, the comes off, and it just oh my gosh, yeah, those are much more vent sessions. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, see, yeah. you're dealing with sports fandom at that point, right? Come exactly. Well, well said,
2: so I'm my husband's a Bills fan. Yes Whoa. and I'm an Eagles fan so yeah. this is there's a lot of stuff in our house <laughs>
1: But you know with me with the bills I just I have tough time with uh, the the yeah. buffalo bills Yes so, uh, but I've been dealing with Eagles stuff for a right. long time, right. long, long time.
2: Well, listen, I, I want to thank you guys for the invite and and thank you guys for doing this for Wilson's or, you know, the, the athletes and, and everything that you guys put into this. This is unbelievable. This is really cool. So I appreciate every, all the hard work. Cause I mean, you guys are <laughs> so professional. So like, you guys know so much stuff. I was like, how does he know all that stuff? Well, but the amount of research you put into it is just unbelievable. We do
1: it good with smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah. No, you yeah. guys are awesome. Some of the
0: people, all the time. <laughs>
2: right.
1: So, but we appreciate your, your kind words and we thank you. And honestly, I, I don't want to speak for Justin, but I think we're on the same page that if we had more time, oh, and and money, we, we would <laughs> we would do a lot more mm-hmm. um, R- Wilson related stuff. Uh, but. Uh, uh, jobs and family responsibilities uh, barely allow us to do the football. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> huh? So, um, as as much as thank I would you. love to, to focus on a, a variety of other uh, Wilson uh, extracurriculars and endeavors, uh, right now it's got to stay. We got to stay focused. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, otherwise, uh, we will we will lose time uh, elsewhere in our lives. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Jess, yeah. for joining us. This was yeah. awesome. I'm glad we could get together after uh, that being dropped on us during our, our uh, student <laughs> senior player interviews. It's just, that was great. I remember immediately, I, was, I as soon as I finished that interview, I was like, I'm going to email her right now. Uh, so that, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Justin, any, anything to say before we go? No. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, for Jess Kamoff and Justin Raffoff, I was Joe Mays. We will be back in about two months, April 28th for, uh, episode two of the, 10th season of the Bulldog Hour Um, that's it but uh, until next time remember Go Go Bulldogs!
0: Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud or visit www.bulldoghour.com The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com